Hey guys, I saw this couple yesterday. It was an obese, super butch lady with this crazy lesbian haircut. It was shaved on the bottom and then it kind of faded into a coif on top. And she was with this normal looking, pretty handsome, but seven out of 10 fruity guy and their kid. I've talked about this a few times because I see it so often, especially in Seattle, but have never designated a whole video to this. The strange and seemingly increasingly common coupling between very masculine women and effeminate men, which leads to the discussion of the merit of egalitarianism. Is striving for relationship equality the cause of this unnatural coupling? I had no data on this, just my own anecdotal information before I started doing research, but common sense told me that this was not purely anecdotal because we do know that women are becoming less feminine and men are becoming more feminine. It is one of the primary tactics of feminism, so it makes sense that this relationship dynamic is on the rise. When I set out to do research on this, I actually had a bit of a hard time because I was seeing a lot of even peer-reviewed papers done by feminists or feminist organizations. One of the first things that I came across was an article that proposed that being a masculine female is an improved reproductive strategy, which is insane and cannot possibly be true. But I remembered reading this New York Times article a while back and it stuck with me, so I dug it up. The author talks about a dinner party that she goes to with a bunch of married over 40s and there's a quarrel between one of the married couples. Then the author makes an offhand joke to her boyfriend that the couple won't be having sex that night. And he says that it's much more likely that the hosts won't be having sex. Marriage is hardly known for being an aphrodisiac, of course, but my boyfriend was referring to a particularly modern state of marital affairs. Today, according to census data, in 64% of U.S. marriages with children under 18, both husband and wife work. There's more gender fluidity when it comes to who brings in the money, who does the laundry and dishes, who drives the carpool and braids the kids' hair, even who owns the home. A vast majority of adults under 30 in this country say that this is a good thing, according to a Pew Research Center survey. They aspire to what's known in the social sciences as an egalitarian marriage, meaning that both spouses work and take care of the house and that the relationship is built on equal power, shared interests, and friendship. But the very qualities that lead to greater emotional satisfaction in peer marriages, as one sociologist calls them, may be having an unexpectedly negative impact on these couples' sex lives. Then the article discusses this American sociological review study called Egalitarianism, Housework, and Sexual Frequency in Marriage. It surprised many precisely because it went against the logical assumption that as marriages improve by becoming more equal, the sex in these marriages will improve too. Instead, it found that when men did certain kinds of chores around the house, couples had less sex. Specifically, if men did all of what researchers characterize as feminine chores, like folding laundry, cooking, or vacuuming, the kinds of things many women say they want their husbands to do, then couples had sex 1.5 fewer times per month than those with husbands who did what were considered masculine chores, like taking out the trash or fixing the car. It wasn't just the frequency that was affected either, at least for the wives. The more traditional the division of labor, the greater the wife's reported sexual satisfaction. This seems fairly obvious to me. Women don't really want to see men doing feminine chores, even if it reduces their own burden, because it's emasculating. The result of this pathological desire to make all aspects of relationships equal has confused people, and I think your average woman and man, particularly millennials, are actively repressing many of their biological urges and needs. One woman in her late 30s, for instance, who's been in a peer marriage for 10 years, said during couples therapy that when she asked her husband to be rougher in bed, the result was comical. He was trying to do what I wanted, she explained, but he was so careful. 
I don't want him to ask, are you okay? I want him not to care if I'm okay, to just, you know, not be the good husband and take charge. And yet she said his caring and concern that she's okay with what he's doing are what she loves so much about him in every other area of their marriage, ranging from which brand of toilet paper to buy, to what to feed their children, to where their money is spent, and which nights each of them can stay late at work. I don't want him to take charge like that with anything else, she said. This woman's account really struck me because I think that she sounds so selfish. She wants her husband to be an equal in all regards to help take work off of her plate, and then she wants him to be dominant sexually. But men cannot turn it on and off like that. They'll either be primarily dominant or primarily submissive. It's a trait associated with their level of testosterone, and they cannot be expected to turn this on and off like a switch. Hers is a ridiculous expectation that requires her husband to be inconsistent. I made a video a while back that I've linked below that discusses female nature, and I talked briefly about being a naturally dominant woman and how that's unfortunate, um, but it can be overcome. Women are happier, even dominant women, when they are submissive in their relationships and they largely relinquish this desire for control that we've been taught not only that we're entitled to, but that we need in order to have a solid egalitarian relationship. We were raised to believe that this is the gold standard and the path for marital success. During the research for that video, I read a bit of work from Suzanne Vanker, who I was familiar with before because I saw her on Stefan Molyneux, and I've linked that below, and she wrote The Flip Side to Feminism. She has a really interesting perspective and good insight into being a dominant female and still having a successful marriage. More recently, I was reading an adaptation from her new book, which is called The Alpha Female's Guide to Men in Marriage. She talks about her mother's failings as a wife and says, Indeed, my mother was the quintessential alpha wife. An alpha wife micromanages, delegates, and makes most or even all of the decisions. She is, quite simply, the boss. Then she goes into something very interesting the frequency of women like this and how this is somewhat of a newer widespread phenomenon. Alpha women aren't exactly new, but they were once a rare breed. Today they are abound. There are several reasons why, but it's in large part due to women having been groomed to be leaders rather than to be wives. Simply put, women have become too much like men. They're too competitive, too masculine, too alpha. She then goes on to discuss why this is a losing combination for relationships. Every relationship requires a masculine and a feminine energy to thrive. If women want to find peace with men, they must find their feminine. That is where their real power lies. Being feminine isn't about being beautiful or svelte or even about wearing high heels, although those things are nice. Being feminine is a state of mind. It's an attitude. The rules may have changed, but the rules haven't. All a good man wants is for his wife to be happy, and he will go to great lengths to make it happen. He'll even support his wife's ideas, plans, or opinions if he doesn't agree with them. That's because a husband's number one goal is to please his wife. If he determines his wife cannot be pleased, that's when the marriage is in trouble. Men are just so much simpler than women. Not simple as in dumb, as is often portrayed in the media. Simple in that they have far fewer needs than women do. What men want most of all is respect, companionship, and sex. If you supply these basic needs, your husband will do anything for you. Men will happily do this and only if they are loved well in return. It is when men are not loved well that the problems arise. That is the nature of the male-female dance. I've heard something similar, maybe it's an old saying, but I think I heard wife with a purpose say this. Women want to be cherished and men want to be respected. I thought that was so simple and straight to the point. When you try to do their job or fit them into feminine categories or even inadvertently put off a masculine energy, it undermines the respect you have for the man's position. And as a result, he won't cherish your femininity or you as much as you may need. 
which might be too much anyway. She goes on, and I think this is the most important part of this excerpt. And here's what I learned. It's liberating to be a beta. I'm an alpha all day long and it gets tiresome. I concede that I thrive on it. But at the end of the day, I'm spent. Self-reliance is exhausting. Making all the decisions is exhausting. Driving the car, literally or figuratively, is exhausting. It took me a ridiculously long time to get it, but once I did, once I accepted that the energy I exude and the way I approach my husband directly affects his response and behavior, I changed my tune. And when I did, something happened. The tension disappeared overnight, just like that. I also talk about this a bit in my former videos, but this is exactly what happened to me. Once I let go of my desire for control and other unfeminine qualities in relationships, I took a back seat and learned how to bring feminine energy to a relationship and to respect the corresponding masculine energy. And right away, immediately, relationships got easier and I'm really optimistic about my marriage because of this change. Egalitarianism is a myth and it is simply making women unhappy. First of all, I should probably point out that a modern woman's perspective of egalitarianism isn't really that. It usually means the man brings in more income, but is still expected to share heavily in child-rearing and household duties, while still inexplicably is expected to be dominant, but exclusively in a sexual capacity. This arrangement will leave men exhausted, and as we read in the study referred to by the New York Times, will leave women wondering how, after achieving their egalitarian marriage goal, they find themselves not attracted to their husbands that are dutifully helping them, as demanded. So if a substantial portion of divorces are attributed to sexual issues, it stands to reason that some of these are a manifest of attraction, which is directly linked to gender roles. It also stands to reason that sex lives would be drastically improved if couples observed traditional gender roles. This would almost certainly improve divorce rates. The most horrifying concept to feminists and Western women in general is this notion of submission. To these women, that means losing your personality, your desires, your goals, yourself. But like Suzanne Vanker discussed, and was the case with me, you'll likely be relieved that you can share in the decision-making and you'll realize how exhausted you are from this pathological feminist desire for complete self-reliance. That's my biggest hope for Western women. America used to have the best women in the world and they were much happier than women are today. And I believe that that's because they used to offer something valuable to men and to society. They treasured and valued their supporting roles as wives. They saw that their skills were most efficiently used at home and in making their husbands' lives easier so that they could do a better job at work. They saw this not necessarily as a duty, but as an essential and honorable part of a partnership, and it is. Women today think that this is a confining and demeaning arrangement, and instead choose a life of corporate slavery and childlessness, like this is some kind of freedom. Feminism has somehow undermined our most basic biological urges. And I often look around Seattle and see couples like I mentioned at the top of this segment, browbeaten, effeminate men with dominant, butch wives. It reminds me how damaged we really are culturally. When I turn over how we can fix this in my mind, I often think, men let this genie out of the bottle so they can enjoy the fruits of sexual liberation. They're gonna have to get women under control. Then I realize that people take the allowances that they're given and that men cannot undo what has been done. Only women can do that. We will see so many feminists grow old and continue to encourage younger women to adopt their failed lifestyles. But most women, especially worthwhile quality women, can see that this is going to ruin their chance for a happy home life and will steer clear. The only ones in the future that will be attracted to such a philosophy are women that are largely undesirable anyway and are seeking a means of improving their self-image without having to change it all. For the remaining women, especially young women, it is on you to make these changes in your own relationship and your own life. 
to help support your husband or boyfriend. And when you see these culturally acquired masculine habits that you've undoubtedly adopted over the years pop up, suppress them in favor of a more feminine energy and practice that until it becomes habitual. The concept of egalitarianism has been so damaging for women in relationships because women have developed an unrealistic expectation for complete personal and professional satisfaction. Your average person is lucky to have just one of those. Domestic bliss used to be enough for women, but we see how attempts at egalitarianism have failed in older generations, and we have an opportunity to fix it. Once again, I'm looking at you ladies. Let me know what you think in the comment section. Are you a masculine woman in a relationship with a feminine man and it's working out? Have you tried multiple relationship dynamics and you think you have some insight? I'd love to know what you guys think. Thanks, and I'll see you on Friday. Bye.